0: The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. Born in Ohio, lives in Texas. She's a star wherever she goes. For four-time Olympic champion gymnast Simone Biles, competing was supposed to be a thing of the past. But the coronavirus pandemic meant the Olympics were postponed and moved to 2021. And those plans to retire after what was predicted to be another dominant display at Tokyo 2020, are on ice. Instead of sunning herself on some beach relaxing, the American is back at her gym in Texas, posting mind-blowing training videos on social media and counting down the days until the Olympics in 2021. Scott Bregman spoke to Simone to catch up about how she's gearing up for another year of competition, her feelings on her Vogue magazine cover, including the details about a FaceTime with editor Anna Winter, and Answers to some of the most Googled questions about her.
1: Olympic Channel Podcast.
0: Hi, Simone.
1: How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm great. It's so good to see you.
2: Thank you. You too.
1: I think you had practice right before this. So how was the workout?
2: So just got out of practice. Workout's been going pretty well. We're kind of playing around with some stuff. Um, but it is crazy because we're back to one year out. Um, kind of restarting the process. But, I mean, it's exciting, especially to have something to look forward to, but it's also sort of crazy we still have one more year, but that's okay.
1: You know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, the extra year and the physical toll that that's going to take. Um, now that you're sort of into it, yeah. How do, you, how do you feel about it now? Are you still kind of worried about it, or do you, do you think you've got a plan now?
2: We definitely have a set plan. Um, just because we have to train as if right now, but um, it was a little bit hard in the beginning to take that in consideration because you just don't know the uncertainties of it, but now we have a better understanding. So we have a set plan, I'm back in the gym, Um, my body still feels okay. Um, We'll definitely have to pace the year out, but that's okay. I mean, I have a great team surrounding me, so we'll make sure that everything um, goes well.
1: You know, I read so many times about people calling you old at 23, which I think is crazy. How do you feel about still being at the absolute top of your game at 23?
2: To me, it's sort of crazy because in a sport, you don't see the longevity um, and the dominance too much. So for me to be doing that, I'm kind of just like mind blown. But that was also my concern too. I was like, I don't know if I can still be at the top with one more year because of everything um, that I've done, I've gone through and I'm like another year, that's like another year to upgrade. So that kinda was a little touchy subject.
1: Well, we'll get to upgrades later, but you guys were out for about seven weeks, out of the gym for about seven weeks. So just tell me about what that period of time was and and kind of what you were doing to stay uh, in shape in, in, in those few weeks.
2: So for the seven weeks that we were out, we actually had um, Zoom workouts three times a week for um, an hour with, the, with like my elite team and then like the optional team. Um, so we did that for about five, six weeks because the first week they kind of gave us off and let us rest like mentally, physically. I mean, it was a lot to take on because everybody's season got canceled and then the gym got shut down and it was just a different lifestyle that we had to adapt to during that time so they gave us a little bit of time to rest and then after zoom workouts once we got a date that we could go back into the gym obviously taking all the right precautions um, we were kind of back we started in slow eased into it and now we're um full speed again
1: yeah obviously that's the that's the physical side of it but there's a huge mental aspect to this whole thing you know, not only the delay, but just gymnastics in general. So what do you think has been sort of the most difficult part mentally for you?
2: Mentally, I would say trying to keep your body healthy and connecting the two, like the mental aspect um, and like the athletic and just staying healthy. Um, I think that's also the scariest part for athletes, knowing that we have another year because I know that we were all revved up and we – we're going down and then we were about to peak at just the right moment. So it's kind of like starting over and regrouping and how do we do that again to make sure next year we're at like the top of our shape. Um, but I think we've done a really good job at planning that schedule um, under the circumstances that we have.
1: You know, the interesting part about this period of time is that we're kind of, everyone's in it together, right? We're all we're all kind of having good days and bad days. Um, so do you have any advice? I, I know so many people look up to you as an inspiration. Do you have advice for, for people who are having sort of those tough days when it just feels like, you know, everything is, is different and, and it's, it's hard right now?
2: I would say don't give up. We're all in this together. Um, like literally the whole entire world is in this together. So you're not alone. So don't be shy, um, ask for help, do whatever you need to do, but you're not alone and I hope you guys know that.
0: The women return to the Rio Olympic Arena. we are looking forward to crowning the 2016 All-Around Champion. Few would be surprised, though, if the USA took gold and silver with their two finalists, Biles and Ali Raisman.
1: Last line coming up to be Olympic champion.
0: It's Biles by Miles.
1: And that's the first time we've seen her show any tears at all.
2: I think we're all just in awe of her brilliance. I knew that moment kind of solidified the gold if I made it. I'm not even gonna lie, at this point I was like, don't mess this pass up, don't forget how to twist or flip. That's honestly what I thought before I set for this pass, and I was like, I made it, I did it. (laughs) And then it was just really emotional and I was like, wow, can't believe I competed at the Olympic Games again.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, that moment was uh, so special. Obviously, you and Ali there, but, you know, we had we'd seen you win world titles and make Olympic teams and all these things and really never have this kind of reaction. So what do you think was different and maybe about that specific, the all-around gold medal?
2: Yeah, it's something I had worked for for a long time since I started Elite gymnastics, and knew that, I wanted to go to Worlds and hopefully the Olympics, so it kind of solidified that. And it's like all that hard work that we had put in for years had paid off. And it's like, you don't even believe it, I don't know. I don't really get emotional in times like that. Um, So I was like, I was like, what is happening all this?
1: Teammate, mate, Raceman up there.
0: Well, the crowd wanted them up there. The Brazilians have really taken both uh, Biles and Raisman to heart.
2: For Rio, I feel like our team was stronger together than like independently. So we relied on each other a lot, but in more ways than just gymnastics to lift our spirits up, to give us confidence, um, some happiness sometimes, whenever we had those hard practices and we just felt like, we were tired, I mean, that team was definitely stronger together than apart. Um, we were kind of just a force to be reckoned with.
1: Yeah, and tell me about the, the team off the floor that you have, because I know how much your family means to you and their, their support has meant to you over your career.
2: Oh my gosh, my family's support has meant the most to me. My um, parents go to every single one of my competitions, so to have them travel with me and come watch me means the world to me because I feel like people don't understand it's a team effort without them driving me to gym those first couple years before I got to be able to drive myself. um, It was critical, I relied on them to get me to practice. So I feel like in that moment, I didn't just do it for myself, I did it for the team surrounding me, um, my parents, the U.S., like, it was for a lot of people. So I felt like we got to share that together, that moment.
0: The weight of expectation seemed nothing to carry at all for Simone Biles, who walks off with the gold.
1: Beginning of all of this, you were kind of, you know, obviously it was, it was hard mentally, but you just decided that you wanted to end your career on your own terms. So can you just tell me about that and, and why it's important to you to, to go out on your own terms?
2: Yeah, well, for this instance, like... Obviously, there was a time where I'm like, I'm, I don't know if I can do this. It's, But, you know, I've worked so hard, so I'm not going to give it up. And it's a major setback for everybody. It's not just me. So we're all in this together. And I felt like that's what kept my spirits and hopes up that the whole entire world is going to do this together. It's not just me. Um, so that made it easier. And I was like, I've worked way too hard coming back to the sport to just give it up over one instance. And... I know that Cecile and Laurent will get me ready, prepare me in time, Um, and I know I have a great team surrounding me, so with all of that, I think we'll be solid.
1: What does it mean to you to be that kind of role model for, you know, not just young women, but I think a lot of young men probably can look to you and and be inspired?
2: Yeah, no, for me it's an honor, um, especially to be their role models, because Every day I go into the gym. I feel like I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it for other people. Um, like, yes, I'm doing it for myself, but I'm also doing it for making other people happy because I know how much joy the sport has brought me. So I hope to bring that joy to other people whenever I'm doing gymnastics.
1: And I know, um, you know, another part uh, that you, another place where you're really inspirational. And this was a specific question. Uh, from Twitter, and it was just about how much um, your work in foster care uh, through your partners and other things has meant to you, and if you have kind of a, um, a favorite moment from, you know, uh, working with them.
2: Oh my gosh, working with like the foster care community is really inspiring, because I know exactly what it's like to be in those, in their shoes, so to kind of be um, an ambassador and represent them and be a voice for them means a lot to me because I wish somebody could have done that whenever I was younger. So I love going um, to the Boys and Girls Club. I love going to some luncheons. I visited a couple of places um, around the U.S. a couple of times um, to see some of the kids and have talks with them, and it just really holds a special place in my heart. I would love to be an advocate for foster care community because I'm an I was a foster care kid at one point, and I really think it helps to be a voice for them, and I love doing it um, and representing that. So I would actually love to work with an organization. Um, Right now I work with Mattress Firm and they're amazing, and we do a lot of great stuff for the kids, and it just really inspires me to work harder.
0: More from Scott and Simone in just a second, but over the past four weeks, we've had double Olympic champion, deck athlete and Bridgestone Olympic ambassador, Daley Thompson, on the podcast as a co-host. It's to celebrate four decades since Daley won his first Olympic medal in Moscow in 1980. Last week, we spoke to Team GB Taekwondo star... Double Olympic medalist and Bridgestone Olympic ambassador Lutelo Mohammed. and he tried to convince a reluctant Daley Thompson to do some stretching. not
2: You don't stretch, daily? Never. No, never, never.
0: But I don't have to. I don't have to try and kick somebody in the head. Uh, but 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 I don't have to try and pole vault over <laughs> five meters. How, how how do you jump that far with no stretching? It's the it's the poles that are flexible. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I, I I love to stretch, actually. I love to stretch. I think it's very relaxing. Even if I'm just watching TV or something, I'll just uh, stay there and hold the stretch and just really loosen off. Oh, you've you got to get on that. you you got to try some hot yoga daily.
0: Olympic Channel Podcast. That was the episode just before this one. Go and have a listen if you haven't already. Anyway, back to Scott and Simone who are about to chat about her amazing Vogue magazine cover shoot that came out recently with photos done by legendary photographer Annie Leibovitz.
1: What was it like when you first found out that they wanted you to be on the cover of Vogue?
2: I was kind of shocked. I was like... Me, out of all people, like, y'all couldn't pick anybody else. Um, But I was really excited, and that's, like, that was really huge for me because I know how widespread that magazine is. Um, And I know the people who have been on the cover before, so I was like, wow, that's really crazy. Um, But then to get to do the shoot once they came down in February, that was actually shot in my parents' backyard. I don't think people know that, but it was super exciting, and I know... In like the inserts, my family got to be in it too. So that was kind of a moment we shared together. But it was very like raw, real me, um, and I had a lot of fun. It was an honor, especially to do with me. Yeah, it was so easy. She knew exactly what she was doing, what she was looking for. Um, the set went really smoothly. I was surprised by that, especially with the lighting that we had to work with. But it wasn't a lot of editing we used a lot of natural light um in whatever shadows or anything yes you bounce them off but a lot of it was just raw footage um and it was a different side that i had never seen Of sorry my dad just tried to call me
1: <laughs> <laughs> ron ron we're busy um what was it like the first time that you saw the the cover
2: oh my gosh so being able to see the cover. I actually, um, FaceTimed Anna Wintour. She wanted to show it to me personally. Um, and there's a digital and a print and I was obsessed with that idea. So I told her cause she had a lot of questions, but I was so nervous. I was literally like sweating. I've met her before too, but just how powerful and the impact she has on like the fashion industry was just blows my mind. And, um, She's a female, too, so that's kind of cool. But, like, my, my poems were sweaty, and whenever I saw the covers, I was like, that's me? That looks beautiful. Like, that's stunning. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, a FaceTime with Anna Wintour, I mean, that's incredible.
2: Yeah, I was so nervous.
1: How does how does that kind of compare? You know, last year when I saw you um, after Nationals, you know, you were obviously with the triple-double, the double-double, you'd gotten super viral. Um, and you told me then that your favorite shout-out was uh, Michelle, Mm -hmm. Michelle Obama. That's what you you're on a first name basis, but how does the, (laughs) uh, how does a FaceTime call with Anna Wintour compare to maybe a Michelle shout out or uh, a Taylor Swift tweet? Because she, I gave you a big shout out the other day.
2: I feel like I'm just Simone. So to see all these celebrities tweeting me and tagging me just blows my mind that they even like notice me because I feel like I'm not in the same realm as them. Um, so to see that, I'm like, wow, that is, that's pretty insane. And it kind of made me take a step back and look at the bigger picture.
1: Here comes the Biles. Double out, half out, stag jump, oh, gorgeous. I promised we would talk about upgrades. Everyone wants to talk about all the videos you've been posting. Yeah. Um, so just tell me about, I mean, because even for you, Simone, I think that some of these skills have been crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I'm talking specifically about, you know, the triple-double off of Beam, and then most recently, the double layout to double (laughs) back. So, like, how did these even, like, come about?
2: Okay, so for the triple-double, one day, we were just playing around, and I was doing double-doubles, and they were, like, really good that day. And Cecilia was like, a triple-double? And I was like, they jokingly say this because they know that if they catch me at the right day, I might be crazy enough to try it. And that's exactly what Cecile did. And to that day, I was like, no, I actually think I could do it today. Like if you asked me any other day, I'd be like, no way. But that day, I felt like I had springs in my legs, And I was like, okay, let's get the camera out. Let's film it. And that's how that went. And then um, actually a lot of our elites on floor, we always do like double A to a layout or a back tuck. Um, Laurent just makes us do it sometimes. So all of us can do it. And I always like fly to my back and Laurent jokingly said a double back, and I was like, wait, are you serious? He's like, well, would you try it? And I was like, sure, why not? I mean, I haven't tried a double back probably since I was 13 years old, but let's go. So I had him stand there, because I was like, I don't know if I could do a double back, but we're gonna try, and that's kind of how that went, but gymnastics is hard, like, especially to make those upgrades, and people keep, coming out crazier things, and we're doing harder things. And I'm like, I'm never putting my kid one day into gymnastics and whenever I have one, because who knows what they'll be doing. If I'm doing triple doubles now, I'm scared.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. And I was not as good of a <laughs> gymnast as you. And I see them and I'm like, No, thank you. Do you do you take do you take a certain like joy from the fact that you know that like, when you tweet that video, like you're gonna blow up the internet?
2: It's kind of crazy because I don't think that. I feel like in my mind, I'm just like, okay, the gymternet will see this and then that's as far as it will go. And then it makes like news and I'm like, well, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Um, okay, we're gonna take a few questions from, uh, from Twitter that I got. So um, this one is about your dogs who I've heard in the background. If they're close by, have, feel, have them join us, feel free. Um,
2: they're crazy right now. So I just moved into my new house and they've been just all over the place. But um, I just got Rambo a couple of months ago. So he's about five months right now. Um, he's a moral Frenchie. And then I, I still have Lilo and I just thought Lilo needed a friend. Um, Lilo will be three in, I think it's November. I'm bad with numbers, but I think it's in November. She'll be three. Um, but they bring a lot of joy to my life and I'm a total dog mom and people think I'm a little bit crazy sometimes, but I'd do anything for them. They're my fur babies.
1: Okay. The question about your dogs was which event, if they did gymnastics, what event do you think they'd be good at?
2: Ramble rolls all over the floor. So I would say, um, floor and then Lilo would probably be good at balance beam because sometimes If I don't want her on the couch, I'm like, Lulu, get down, or I'll have to, like, nudge her off. And she, like, stays up there, like, hanging on for dear life. So either beam or bars. Okay.
1: Uh, We had a lot of questions about if you're you're even entertaining the possibility of Paris 2024.
2: You know, Cecile and Laurent joke about that a lot, and it'd be really crazy because then you know like I don't get any younger as the time goes on so I try to pass it to some of the younger girls in the gym and I'm like if you go to Paris I'll be there to watch you I'll be in the stands so I always tell them I'm like I'll be there one way or another probably in the stands
1: well I didn't hear a no anywhere in that answer so I'm taking it as a victory <laughs> sure well, you know me, uh, we couldn't, I couldn't have a chat with you if I didn't make you do some sort of game. Challenge time. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. These are the, some of the most Googled things about Simone Biles. How tall is Simone Biles?
2: I'm 4'8", but 4'9", with shoes
1: on. Those shoes are crucial. When did Simone Biles start gymnastics?
2: I started gymnastics whenever I was six years old.
1: This one I really liked. I think you'll think it's funny. Uh, why is Simone Biles famous?
2: <laughs> because I won four um, gold medals at the Olympics and won bronze. But maybe that's why not why I'm famous first. Probably world championships.
1: And this one my boss has asked me before, actually. Can Simone Biles dunk?
2: I mean, I know I got some good legs on me, but man, that's still pretty high. If we're allowed to like, shorten the rim, yes. <laughs> but if not, then probably not. But I've never actually tried. I've tried to touch the net and stuff. I think I can almost yeah, you know, uh, in my dreams.
1: You need to like do a double layout into it, probably. I, yeah. Uh, can Simone Biles sing?
2: I cannot sing. Some of my family is very gifted in that department. But God said, I'm going to hit you with gymnastics, and that's it.
1: You have other talents, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Are you like a car singer or a shower singer, any of that, or just no singing?
2: I no like or sometimes, like my songs, but I'm never like belting it out like I'm in the opera or anything.
1: Um, has Simone Biles ever gotten a perfect 10?
2: One time, but I only got a perfect 10 because I got to start from a 10.1.
1: I think I remember like some nine nines on vault, especially in the D score. So, all right, Simone. Well, thank you so much. This was great. It was great to see you, and thanks for chatting. Yeah, we'll we'll see you in a in a year in Tokyo.
2: Yes, I'll see you guys in a year. Thank you so much.
1: All right, thanks, Simone.
2: Olympic Channel Podcast.
0: Massive thanks to Simone and to Scott. Go follow Simone on Instagram. She's just Simone Miles. Scott is S Bregman87 on Twitter. I'm Eddie Nold with the 9 and 8, and we are Olympic channel across all socials. As mentioned in the podcast this week, Scott spoke to Simone's coach, Cecile Landy, a few weeks ago. She gave great insight into Simone's incredible focus and mindset.
2: I can't believe how well mentally she is with what she's been through so many people would have crumbled and used it at excuses rightfully so um it's been so tough Uh, but no she uses it that okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do better and she wants to help and she's really involved in the foster care and um with all her sponsors and trying to give back because she knows how lucky she was i think it made her a lot stronger than anyone else, and that's why she's more mature uh, on that too. She had to grow up a lot faster than others.
0: I really loved that episode. Subscribe for more stuff like that every single Wednesday. Go leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you're using. It helps people find us, and it spreads the word. If you write something there too, that really does help out a lot. So thank you very much if you've done that already. Okay, that's it for now. Stay safe, stay strong together and see you very soon.
1: Think like an Olympian. Olympian.